Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to uh, the North Fort Worth podcast, a new week. Um, it is September the 15th uh, that we're recording this, so whatever day you check in and listen to the podcast, we want to welcome you. I'm Josh, your host, and I'm joined by Pastor Stephen Lowry. Pastor Stephen, it's great to have you again. Great to see you again this it week. It is good to be back yeah. and uh, be a part of uh, another podcast. Yeah. And uh, again, missed it. we are thrilled by those that are listening in week in and week out. Uh, we're just trying to encourage you by highlighting some good things that will be helpful, as well as even talking about some things that we learn on Sunday. But before we get too far into today's podcast, I, I know, Josh, you were able to attend a conference last week yeah. uh, in Florida. What, what, what was going on? Share a little bit about that. Definitely. So I, I attended a worship conference called the Experience Conference, and uh, it's kind of a, a strange name for a conference, but uh, it is a, a worship experience, really. The whole week was, and um, got to hear from a lot of different uh Recording artists and worship pastors, worship leaders, musicians in various different fields. It was actually a non-denominational conference, and it was really cool to hear from uh, people from all different walks of faith, from all different uh, levels uh, uh, in interaction within the church, all the way from you know a, a church pianist to uh, you know Mac Powell. I got to hear from him from a session who has sold millions and millions and millions of albums, and uh, so really cool perspectives. Uh, I got to hear a lot about uh, people's hearts for worship and their heart for worship ministry and. Um, maybe some things that we can start doing in, within our churches to better improve uh, people's worship experience and lead them better to the throne of God. And so, and the um, whole social distancing thing you guys were able to, to manage yeah, with it that? was bizarre. I think, um, I don't know how accurate this information is, but it was relayed to us that we were the first conference to happen in Orlando since COVID has been um, a big deal. So there were... Uh, you know the the conference center was just as much thanking us as we as we were thanking were. them, um, but yeah, I, because we were the first and we were the only conference happening that week in Orlando. It was uh, they were very much catered to our group, and um, so social distancing. We had the biggest ballroom they had available that we met in, and um, everyone wore masks the whole time. That got a little annoying having to wear it twenty four hours a day, but. But it's um, encouraging to see that uh, as a yeah. country, a nation, we're trying Progress. to find our our way moving through all of this. Definitely. And I, I say that because as a church family, we're still trying to find the right pace uh, for what we can do. And I think even this Sunday, Josh, we're going to try to launch some new things, too. Yeah, yeah, we're we're going to. Or we started life groups back this past Sunday. Well, we've you... had the adult life groups for quite a number of weeks, but children and students are yeah. going to be able to gather in small groups for their life group for, for the, the first, first time. time. Yeah. yeah. Such a big Six deal. months. That's crazy. Yeah. But and I know uh, so many of our life groups just started uh, back in the building. I know they've been meeting yeah. on Zoom and things like that. Started back in the building uh, day before yesterday on Sunday. And we've got, I mean, the, the, well, our building's going to have people I think in it. <laughs> we had some starting back in early August, but... Uh, David White uh, was informing me that I think almost all of our adult life groups are, are now coming back on campus. That's great. And Sally Cook could not be happier to now open the doors into our newly expanded children's area yeah. uh, to, to bless the children and the families. And so if you're a parent of one of our children, I would simply ask you to, to kind of follow some of the protocols that Sally's promoting. They, they will be checking temperatures and uh, uh, implementing the various uh, social distancing practices to pro provide for the well-being of everybody involved. But let's get excited. That's a, that's a good sign. We're going to see how that works. Yeah. We're going to continue to monitor what's happening across uh, Tarrant County and 
with the start of schools, everybody's watching to see, okay, is there going to be an increase in the positivity rate? But for now, we're going to follow what yeah. the schools are kind of showing us as possible. So uh, families with children plan on being yeah. with us. It's going to be a, a wonderful Exciting thing. time. Yeah, kind of continuing on the, the wavelength of, of new and, and uh, things that we're going to be initiating back uh, mm-hmm. here in the next few weeks. Um, we're, let's just go ahead and get all the, uh, we'll do the announcements right, yeah, right up here up that. front. And uh, so October 7th, you're going to want to mark this on your calendar. This is a big day. Um, so we've got... Life groups meeting back on campus, students and children meeting back this Sunday for life groups on, on this coming Sunday, but October 7th, that's a Wednesday, and we'll be launching back some Wednesday night activities. We are we'll going be... to, to get, just take another <laughs> step. Now, realize all of our steps are, we're just trying to, in a cautious way, uh, kind of wade into the water, see how yeah. that works, but uh, I've been having a pretty consistent number of people join me for a Facebook Live Wednesday Bible study throughout the pandemic. And my plan is uh, that first Wednesday of October to bring the Bible study back on campus. We'll stream it for those that still need to participate online. But simultaneously, and once more, let me just give a shout out to to Sally Cook. She really wanted to create a midweek opportunity for our children to be able to come and get together. And and so uh, I'll be hosting an adult Bible study. We'll be providing other types of opportunities for various ages. And so, again, now that's still three weeks off, but we wanted you to know good things are on the horizon. And we're going to try to keep the same format, I think, that, uh, that I think what that people have experienced with Wednesday night, the kind of casual, interactive type approach, not so much of an expository, you know, sermon type approach to Wednesday night, but it'll be a, a casual, interactive, we're, conversational. We're just wanting it to be a, yeah. a good time midweek just to come together. We're even going to have, and of course you know this, Josh, we've enlisted you to even prepare some worship for us to move us into that time. But uh, so circle October the 7th, know that that also is coming. Now, if you feel you you need to maintain distance, we will be streaming that experience for those that will want to to join us online. But uh, I'm just blessed to know that step by step, we're trying to re-engage and and that's a, that's a positive thing. And I would throw even one more other emphasis with you. Uh, as you look at October, uh, many of you know, as a church, we've hosted a pretty big event for most years here uh, on October 31st, a fall festival. Well, do realize we're already talking about doing something. Now, we're not sure what it will look like and mm-hmm. all it will happen. It's a, uh, the 31st of October falls on a Saturday this year, so Yay. it gives us a lot of flexibility. Yeah. But we're planning on trying to do something that will bless our families and even bless our community. Uh, and so uh, just pray for us about that. We will watch what the local health officials are saying. <laughs> but uh, the hope might be that even on the 31st, we're going to uh, just show God's love and trying to, to encourage families and especially yeah. children uh, by providing something special. And we want that night to be just as much. I mean, we we're hearing Sally's heart earlier in our staff meeting, and uh, we want that to be just as much of an outreach event as we do um, that to be a fellowship and uh, a gathering, really. And we're going to take all the appropriate measures we can. But um, I mean, that's a that's a big deal. I think that's a big step for I think so um, our church culture right now. But really, for I feel like for our neighborhood, there hasn't been any sort of gatherings or any any sort of yeah, I mean, anything it, for community really. It I think potentially will just be a kind of a spark in a positive way yeah. to let people see there's there's light at the end of this covid tunnel yes and we're we're pressing forward we're doing so thoughtfully we're not trying to be impulsive with anything but 
nor are we standing still. We're praying, God, yeah. help us to take the steps that we can take when we can take them. And so uh, uh, check your calendars again. Sunday is going to be great. Children and youth gathering for small groups and then moving into October. Just watch Absolutely. and expect some good things are going to happen. Yeah, so we've kind of reflected on what is coming, the new things to look forward to, things to expect, things to, to definitely mark on your calendar. Let's backtrack a little bit. Sure. Um, let's reflect on this past Sunday. Can we talk about uh, James and the latest edition of what James wants to teach the church? Of course, there may be some <laughs> listeners who would prefer that we not go back and talk about this. Don't ruminate on that one. Yeah. It, it's, un, it's uncomfortable. I mean, we're, at that, we're in that part of James, chapters three and four, where um, James, I think, is honestly just trying to get us as followers of Christ to be authentic in our faith. And that means we have to be honest by yeah. in acknowledging when something's not right and and so when you get to chapter four uh, he is writing to some people within the church that apparently have allowed their relationships to get crossways uh, there's conflict there are problems james must have been aware of it and so he tries in a rather blunt way yeah. to confront it and let me just read the verses because he says it better than i could even summarize his his intention he writes, what causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? You desire and do not have, so you murder. You covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. And then James lowers the boom. You adulterous people. Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Hmm. Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. And as I tried to highlight on Sunday, the, the real issue in these verses, as well as the closing verses of chapter 3, is the problem of selfish de desire, hmm. that people are allowing a, really a self-absorbed approach to life to to dominate their decision-making, and, and that, that's never good because it will, as James notes, will inevitably cause them to turn away from people, but even more significantly, it causes them to turn away from God. They're, they're trying to seize things for themselves in ways that doesn't reflect faith, right. and, and James is, is saying when that happens, you've chosen the wrong side. Uh, you actually have become an enemy of God. You, you're following in the inclinations of the world, and and certainly that's never where we want to be. Yeah. Can we expand a little bit on the, um, not not so much the selfish desire, but even just desiring something for ourselves. Is all is all desire for ourselves, desiring anything for ourselves, desiring something from ourselves. Is that is that wrong per se? Do you think James would say that's wrong here? Yeah, and that's the funny thing. As I've been kind of stressing the danger of selfish desire over the last two weeks, I'm not insinuating that it's wrong to have a desire for oneself. I mean, God certainly within our hearts and minds has, has placed healthy desires yeah. within us. I mean, us. he's designed us that yeah. way. Oh, yeah, oh, for sure. Desire to, to act in ways that would be beneficial to us. Where it becomes a problem is where what may have been a healthy desire suddenly is elevated to really being the dominating desire, where we lose sight of God. We're not even thinking about God in the context of the desire. And simultaneously, we begin to lose sight of the people that the decisions that we make is just driven by my desire. And that's when it becomes selfish desire. Yeah. 
God's not in view, the needs of others are not in view, and when I become so almost myopic, it's all about me, that uh, that's when we will make choices that will alienate us from others, and when we become so self-indulged, where is faith in that? I mean, God wants us to find fullness of life, but we don't discover it by seizing it. We discover it by walking with the one who is life, and that's, of course, is the Lord. And, And so, yeah, I mean... James isn't condemning the fact that you want to be able to have a nice meal right. or to enjoy an activity or to do this or that. Always look at it, at it from the perspective is what's primarily influencing my decisions? Yeah. Is it just my desire or am I allowing my faith in Christ to influence what I choose to do and my concern for others to influence what I choose to do? And I think that has the potential to help us find uh, the right choices. It almost needs to be looked at on a significance scale too. And, and this this idea of is this desire that I have allowing others to become less significant than myself, or That's a good even way less to put significant it. than than the Lord? And how how do we how, how do we filter that in our lives? I guess. And I think if you want to think of it again, just how it can affect relationships. Early on in Scripture, there are two episodes that I think illustrate the problem of what I would characterize as selfish desire. Uh, The first involves Adam and Eve in Genesis 3. God gave them everything that they need. Um, The devil begins to insinuate to Eve that God's holding out on her. And she begins to entertain the notion of eating this fruit that God clearly says, I don't want you to eat that fruit because I want you to trust me in what I'm doing. Well, the more that she focused on herself, the more that she was convinced that she knew what was best. And so out of that, she turned away from God. And so, again, it was a selfish desire that caused God to be pushed kind of to the background. And she sees something she should not have seized. Right. And in a very painful way, she put into motion an effect that began to affect all generations at the same time. Of course, I, I think the rest of the story of that is Adam is standing right there. He probably should have spoke up, should have tried to address what was being wrongly portrayed, but he stood silent and then he too ate the fruit. And consequently, if you look at Genesis 3, one of the consequences of their rebellion was the brokenness of their own relationship. So it not only took their eyes off of God, it caused their marriage to suddenly be dysfunctional. And then the very next chapter, their first two children, Cain and Abel, here's one more example of the danger of selfishness. Uh, Here they, they present offerings of worship to God. And God is pleased with Abel's offering because it was presented in faith. He was not pleased with Cain's offering because apparently it was just kind of presented just as an act. And Cain, seeing God's favor on Abel, here it is, becomes self-centered. He begins to focus on himself. And God even appeals to to Cain, saying, "Now, come on, be careful here. If you keep going down this road, uh, you're gonna you're gonna make a bad decision." He says, "It's as if sin is crouching, wanting to mm. seize you." Yeah. And and what's driving Cain here? It is is selfishness. I mean, yeah. he can't look beyond himself, and it resulted in the murderous act toward his brother. And so. All, um, all in this presence, uh, or yeah, uh, of, under of, the backdrop yeah, of worship. Yeah. Imagine uh, that un- under the deception 
that it's all about us under yeah. under this lie that that's present that it so makes you don't it all you don't us. get out of the fourth chapter <laughs> of Genesis and understand that what James is trying to confront has been a problem as long as mankind has been struggling with sin, yeah. where we just elevate our perception of ourselves to a dominant role, where it's all about me, it's all about what I feel, it's all about what I think is right, and I don't I don't consider God, I don't consider the needs of others, and that just begins to define my life and james is right when that happens it's just disorder it's chaos and and when i look around at what's happening across our nation in 2020 i just see a lot of people uh, driven by selfish desire and we need to call people to christ so that they can rediscover the balance and if i can even play devil's advocate here i think the world's approach the non-believer approach to um this uh phenomenon of, of living for christ living for others instead of self instead of um the desires we have for ourselves i think it's easy to and even for believers sometimes it's easier it's easy for us to look at this um this kind of language and think what's in it for me right. and th- almost this um dual paradox of well okay if i if i do live for others i'm never going to live for myself and i'm not, am i going to gain anything myself am i just letting people kind of walk over or maybe take advantage of me what, what would you say there well i think that's a, a good question and what you need to keep in mind is how god created us i mean from the very beginning he created us and fashioned us first of all to have a relationship with him sure and so if i'm really wanting to find a sense of fullness in life I'm not going to find that outside of him. Key. And so oh, wow, that's key. I have to move toward him. And Jesus Christ facilitates all of that. So I, I come toward God through Jesus. And he begins to bring a sense of well-being into my life that is generated by him, which then makes my selfish pursuits less necessary. I sure. mean, if, if you can find a sense of health and well-being with God, it suddenly kind of diminishes the chasing after this thing or that thing. And then when I'm engaged in an in interpersonal relationship, it has the way to, to find balance. Now, the other facet of that is he not only created us to be in relationship with him, he created us to be creatures of community. Yeah. And that's the tragedy of selfishness. It, it, it really betrays both of that design. I, I'm neglecting my relationship with God, and then I'm acting as if I'm not a part of community. It's it's just about me. Yeah. And so the wonderful thing that Jesus, I think, can bring to that is he brings, first of all, the balance within my heart, and then he helps me to find the right proportion of life with people. He, he enables us to discover community. And there's just something beautiful in that, that, uh, again, a self-driven, self-absorbed life will never know. And, and so I... I For a person that's skeptical about how uh, this works to their advantage, I'd say, you know, you need to really give Jesus that opportunity and and then see if, if what he promises isn't true. And I think that really may be kind of the solution for all of us to to allow the Lord to kind of change, change what where the source of our joy is. Mm -hmm. And man, that's 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 a huge thing. And again, James is trying to move those who would read his letter back to that uh he he perceives that some for whatever reason have come come under the influence of the world and that's the language he's using when he says be friends of the world again he's not saying we can't be friendly to people he's saying we don't allow the worldly mindset that's driven by selfishness to be what dictates what we do instead it's our friendship with the lord if you want to describe it in a kind of an opposite way that guides us which then brings everything into balance well, what a a 
timely message James's letter has been for us as a church and for us as a nation, I think, but especially in the next couple of weeks as we gear up for um, what we're calling the return. Absolutely. Um, um, and if, if you haven't heard, the return um, is really focused a- around a, a national and global um, emphasis on prayer um, and and return uh, to the Lord for us to realize how astray we've gone maybe as a church, as a nation, as an individual, as a as a society, how far we've turned away from uh, the Lord. And over the next couple of weeks, we're going to have, uh, and I hope that you've been able to see um, on social media even uh, yesterday and today, we've kind of started that campaign a little bit. And if you were in the services or watching online Sunday, you were able to kind of see an intro video um, that talked about the power of prayer and a really cool historical yes. um, kind of analysis over uh, how it kind of comes in waves, how revival starts in uh, in our country. But um, years ago, I when I was in seminary, I actually had a course that was uh, based on the spiritual awakenings that have been a part of the, the history of the church. And early on, God planted in my heart the notion that if the people of God would really relate to him as God, yeah. return to him as God, that it's always his desire to to reveal more of his fullness in life in ways that blesses a city, a state, a nation, a world. and. And there have been those moments. It's like the the tide of the ocean coming in, where in God's kindness He's brought a fresh move yeah. across uh, a nation, and in our country specifically, that's happened historically. And some, in view of everything that's happening now, are wondering: Is it that God's trying to bring us back? And uh, and so, as we're beginning to promote, we're wanting to join believers in Jesus all across the nation from the east coast to the west coast to begin to pray now lord um if we're not where we need to be as christ's followers show us see again the motivation of of this effort isn't for us to pray for god to straighten out all the (laughs) people that we see that we think oh man they've made a mess no the purpose of this emphasis is for god to get the attention of the church and to have the lord help each of us consider now is it possible that we've lost sight of him and mm-hmm. that he's trying to bring us to a point of a fresh awareness? I'm grateful, many of you may not know, that every single Thursday we have a group of people that have been praying uh, using that uh, now almost uh, wearisome uh, Zoom application, but uh, <laughs> all through COVID, every Thursday they've been praying, usually at 10 in the morning. And the purpose of the praying hasn't been to pray for physical needs. The purpose of the time of prayer has been to pray for our yeah. church for the nation for the challenges that we've seen and and honestly for the return uh, yeah. we became aware of this campaign as a result of some of the members of that group as they saw the information they yeah. shared that uh, of course with with uh, Stuart Coons who then brought it to our attention as a ministry team and and I'm just praying that it will it could be a defining yeah period of time and it really kicks off i think it will kick off in a general sense this coming saturday with the 10-day emphasis of prayer now how would people be able to participate in that yeah so um if you follow our church in really any form or fashion you should have 
um, seen yesterday um, a, a link to uh, what what is being called the 10-day consecration challenge, and that's just simply a a committing um, uh, for the next 10, not the next 10 days, but starting, starting on Saturday, Saturday. Um, a 10-day committing to to pray, maybe add some sort of, sort of fasting uh, to your life, whatever that looks for, for you, like for you, whatever the Lord's convicting you in. So there was a link to sign up for that, and that gives you more kind of information from the campaign. That's not really from us at North Fort Worth, but um, this Thursday, we're going to be sending out um, something that was made in kind of... Uh, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, incongruence with right. some of the material that's been put out by the return that has some of our, uh, some of the language we use at North Fort Worth and some of the branding that we use. And uh, it'll look like it came from our church and it did, but uh, it'll have some of the same language that the, the return uses. But that is a, a 10 day prayer guide. Um, and it basically is a, a topical guide um, to um, praying for this return, how to, how to pray for that. And this whole week, this week, the buildup for it. So Monday through Friday of this week is really focused on how to prepare our hearts for revival how to prepare the church for right. revival to because they're, be they're used of God yeah and what I get from the return so much uh, from just just what I read about this effort is this is a and I think I mentioned this on Sunday I, I know I did I, I mentioned it at the tail end of the contemporary service and so if you didn't check if you didn't catch that um, just something that's really been hitting me hard lately I've really been convicted of this is I think we spend a lot of time um, as a church as as a people as Christians, as a nation, even um, as a Christian nation, we pray so much for God, deliver us from this. God, uh, you know, we we know that you're the God of breakthrough and there's nothing wrong with those kinds of prayers. But I think we're starting to see a shift of the need to, instead of praying for that, praying for our breaking, our our mm. conviction. And that's a, such a bold prayer. That's not, I don't say that easily. And it, it, it hurt me a little bit to say that from the platform, because that's a really vulnerable position as a worship leader to, I feel like, put myself in. Yeah. But, um, but it's true. I mean, it is. It, we we are so prone to pray. Now, God, you change all those people. <laughs> and we never, in an honest way, say, now, Lord, change me. Yeah. I mean, if I'm the problem, if, if there's something that is hindering what you want to do in me, show me what that is. And that's what's fascinating. We didn't line up our series of James to coincide <laughs> with this emphasis. Uh, it just, I want to say, out of the providence of God, is doing that because this coming Sunday, we're going to look at the passage that James says. Now, this is what you do as a follower of Jesus if you're not where you should be. And just to refresh your memory from this past week, he says, you, you submit yourselves, therefore, to God. You resist the devil and he will flee from yeah. you. You draw near to God and he will draw near to you. And that's that's our hope. Uh, not just for the North Fort Worth Baptist Church, but for uh, the body of Christ across our nation, that through this 10-day period of prayer, we're going to draw near to God, and something's going to happen because of that. Something is going to happen. We're not sure what. But But we are... I hope we're going to watch yeah. with an expectation. If I know God, it will be something that we can't even imagine, something we can't fathom. He'll move in a big way for sure. Um, but be looking for that Thursday, the prayer guide. Um, we'll send that out Thursday and then again Friday and then and again it, Saturday. It will be on our webpage as well. Yeah, it'll be downloadable as a PDF on our webpage. You'll get it in your inbox. We'll probably post it on social media as well. At least we'll post a, a link to it. Um, 
But uh, no one will have an excuse yes. <laughs> for not knowing where it is or no what it excuses. is. There you go. Yeah, I'm sure we'll be throwing paper copies from the platform on Sunday. I'm just kidding. Uh, COVID won't let us do that. But um, the, if you if you want to get your hands on it, there will be a way for you to get your hands on it. There will be a way for you to get it on your device, whatever that looks like for you. Which um, really sets us up for next week's podcast as we wrap up. Help folks envision what maybe we can talk about next week. Yeah, I think, I think, and, and you know, we didn't talk about this for very long, but I think my kind of vision for next week is for us to really unpack what God is doing already. That'll be day four, um, day four of of the the ten day prayer kind of consecration challenge, um, the the return emphasis. We want to know what the Lord is doing in in not only our church but in your life. Um, so especially in yeah, your life. So please, please, please email. And if it's something that you want to to keep personal, we understand that. We we get that. Um, but please email us at uh, podcast at northfortworth.com or email myself or Pastor Stephen personally, and we would love to know at least to talk about what is going on in the and again, lives of our it, that church. That could include questions as we're moving into this with some of you this may just sound kind of different than yeah. what you're accustomed to but uh, do email us at podcast.nofortworth.com because uh, as Josh and I meet for these times the, the goal isn't for us just to have conversations that are on our mind. We sincerely want to be yeah. able to bring you into that conversation through your email so uh, we we hope that you'll do that yeah and speaking of our email just as we wrap up we had um and this is so funny to me uh, I, I love i love that our church is this way but <laughs> we had we had several people respond a couple of weeks ago to our uh, kind of email game that we played um if some if uh, i don't know if you remember but it was two weeks ago and I offered um, a Sonic gift card to um, a ra- at random to someone who might email us, and we had several people email us, and it was very complimentary of the podcast. Some people talked about, you know, how they had a good week, they enjoyed listening to the podcast, that kind of thing. But every person that emailed us said. I don't need to win the Sonic gift card, or I don't want to be entered and give it to someone else. So, Josh, so, we should have gone to I, Sonic and just blessed ourselves, Sonic. right? <laughs> <laughs> we should. We might have to use it ourselves. We'll, we'll do that. Uh, but I thought that was so so humorous. But appreciate your hearts as well um, in that, and that's practicing the um, the opposite of selfish there desire. There you go. So A you're on the right example. track. You're on the right. Very Thanks well for said. blessing Pastor Stephen and I with the Sonic gift card. But, <laughs> um, but in all seriousness, I'll please. Uh, email us, um, let us know your questions, your thoughts. Um, we'd love to address those kinds of things in the podcast, especially next week as we start the the the, prayer, the 10 days of prayer. We, we really want to know and we want to be able to share that, share what the Lord is doing in your heart. And we'll share some of the things that are going on um, with us, what the Lord's revealing to us, yes, and, and maybe from some of our, our staff as well. I think that'd be a good segment on next week's podcast. But as always, please, please, please email us, podcastnorthfortworth.com. Um, if you happen to miss uh, this past Sunday's uh, message, you can check that out at northfortworth.com slash media. Um, You can subscribe to our podcast there. You can watch all of our services there, including our Wednesday night Bible study that is streamed on Facebook Live uh, with Pastor Stephen. Um, Be sure to check out all of those things and be involved with our church. We know that these are uh, crazy times, um, but we are, like we mentioned earlier, we're trying to to offer some new things for us to be able to kind of pave the way maybe we are pressing Uh, forward we definitely are but we pray that you have a great week church thanks for tuning in to us uh today and we will see you back here on campus on sunday